faith is coming to you. Amen? Amen. If you'll take it. I said, if you'll take it. Because the Bible says faith comes by hearing. You know, you can take that faith and it could sit in you dormant. And you never put it to work. But realize that when you're under the word and the word is being preached, faith is coming to you. Amen? And we need it. We need that faith because um, we live in a natural fallen world. And we may face situations or we may go through things. Amen? And uh, you just need faith just to live. We're faith people of a faith God. Amen? Did I say Isaiah yet? No. Okay. Let's open up our Bibles this morning to Isaiah chapter 53. Praise the Lord. God is so good. Amen. He is a good God and he has a good report for you this morning. Amen. He has a good report about your life, about your family, about your children. He has a good report. You know, there's a lot, there's a lot of reports out there. God has a report and then there are other voices out there that have reports. And we have to decide whose report are we going to believe. Amen. Isaiah 53 verse 1 says, Who has believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? The Amplified says, Who has believed, trusted in, relied upon, and clung to our report? Who has believed the report of the Lord? There are many voices out there and many reports. And I tell you, the report that you always need to remember is this right here. It's right here. This is God's report about you. Say, my Bible is God's report about me. You can't forget that. Because when you became a Christian, when you asked Jesus to come inside of your life, in your heart, and you decided, I'm going to follow God. When you asked him to come into your life, automatically you became a new creature. The old was passed away. And God said, I've made your spirit new and everything about you uh, is new. Healing is yours. It's what belongs to you. Prosperity is yours. It what, it's what belongs to you. Peace of mind is yours. It what, it's what belongs to you. Automatically, it's yours once you ask Jesus to come into your life. You're, you automatically step into that new birth. You automatically step into your inheritance. It's already yours. God says, here it is right here. Here's my report about you. Right? And, but it's our job to access what belongs to us. Amen? And his report about us never changes. It never changes. We live in a world where things are constantly changing. What they teach in the schools is constantly changing. What your kids are watching and listening to, the media, they're constantly changing. There's no steadiness because the world is moved by, um, they're moved by their own, they're moved by humanism. (laughs) They're moved by uh, the ways of the enemy that he would want uh, people to move and, and to think certain ways. So it's always changing. You know, you go back in the 50s, uh, they thought a lot different than people today. Why? Because the world's always changing. But God's word never changes. His report never, ever changes. The Bible says he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. And the Bible is God speaking to me. I said the Bible is God speaking to you. Your Bible is God speaking to you. It's my report. It's your report. So anytime you get a negative report, if it's, uh, if it contradicts this, it means nothing. I said, anytime you get a negative report, if it contradicts this, it means nothing to me. It ought to mean nothing to you. Amen. Because this is my report. And, and Isaiah said, whose report will you believe? Are you going to believe this or are you going to believe the other voices that you hear out there? Come on. And you can get a report from your bank statement. You can get a report from the doctor. You can get a report by what you saw your kids do or what they didn't do or what the teacher said. Those are all reports. Now, Pastor Marcus said uh, earlier, he said something like, I don't, uh, I'm not telling my kids what to do or what did you say? Uh, but see, our kids are older now. 
But when they were like 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, I told them what to do. Just wanted to make that clear. Let's just make that clear because you all have little ones. So it's your responsibility as a parent to guide them and instruct them. And you show them that's wrong. Let me show you the right way. You will do the right thing. See, as a parent, God has given them you. Their parent to lead them, to guide them, to instruct them, right? Now, when they get 18, 19, 20, they're still under my roof. I still have a voice in their life. You still have a voice in their life. Amen. So you're still, you know, God will use you. Kids, your, your parents are God's voice in your life. And so listen to your parents. Bible says honor your parents. It says obey them and you'll live a long life and all will go well with you. If you honor and obey your parents. And all the kids said, amen, pastor. I'm going to obey and honor them. I'm going to listen to them. So back to whose report will you believe? We're going to believe. What, is, what does the word say? Amen. So the, report, the world, though, they have a report about you. The world will tell you to do what feels good. Just do what feels good. Just do what your flesh wants to do. You know, be what you want to be. You, you're, not a, you're not a female. You know, you have, you have male. I, I think, can you fix this? I feel like it's, you have, uh, you, you know, you feel, you, don't, you, you like other, let's say you're a female. Let me just say this. Let me stand right here. Oh, it's my hair. Okay. Then I'm going to move my hair there. Uh, the world will tell our kids, and they tell them right now, just so you know, the whole, what is it, gender thing out there. Well, I'll tell you right now, there's two genders, male and female. God didn't make a mistake when he made you. I said, God didn't make a mistake when he made you. And you young people will be surrounded by teachers, by professors, by friends who will try and tell you you're something else. But you're not something else. God made you a girl. If he made you a female, you're a female. And if God made you a boy, a male, you're a male. You're nothing else. That's what you are. But the world, there's voices out there. And do you see the confusion that's going on? I mean, it's crazy. You never thought we'd see stuff like this. Never thought, right? Praise God that we go to the word and we trust the Lord, but we do instruct. And we have to teach our kids, whose report are you going to believe? You're going to believe what your friends tell you? Are you going to believe your feelings? I tell you, that's a voice from the enemy trying to tell you you're something that you're not. And if you follow those other voices, you, your life will be hard. I said your life will be hard. But kids, I want to tell you, you obey God, you do things his way, your life will be easy. It'll be easy. There'll be a blessing. There'll be a sweetness to your life. Uh, you'll see the blessing of the Lord on you. I choose, choose life. The Bible says, God said, I've set before you life and death. You choose. You choose. Kids, you're going to have to make a choice when mom and dad aren't around. When your friends are pressuring you to do things that you know you ought not to be doing. You're going to have to make a choice. I got to get my phone because my cell phone isn't used for the wrong things. It's used to call my mom when I need help. Mom, come get me. Get me out of here right now. I'll be like, Joseph, I'm in the wrong place with the wrong people and I'm running. Run away from evil. Run away from those voices that are lying to you, telling you you're something that you're not. Amen. So the world has a report. Come on. They'll say you don't, you're, you know. You know, I was born... I love what Pastor Nancy said. I was born a woman, and I don't have to try and become it. It's what I am. You were born a woman. If you're a girl, you're a girl. You don't have to try and become that. Amen. God has a report about you. He says, you are rich. You are the healed. You have peace of mind. I'm not trying to obtain these things. They're mine. I was born into them. Just like I was born a girl. Some of you men, you were born a boy. <laughs> You're not trying to become that. That's what you are. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Amen. The world will tell you you're a woman. You have to fight for your rights. The world will tell you you need to do this to make it financially. You know, you don't have enough in the bank to get that house. 
The world will tell you, you know, you have cancer. That diagnosis is set in stone. You know, it's impossible. It's so big. The world will tell you things that aren't true. It's a fact, but it's not true. It's the wrong voice and it's the wrong report. Satan has a report about you as well. He'll tell you you've made too many mistakes, too many mistakes. Tell you you're poor, tell you you're sick, tell you you're not worthy of God's love. But you say, I'm worthy. God made me worthy and I'm worth it. I'm worth it. You are worth everything that God has for you. You're worth it. Amen. The enemy, he sends thoughts. He sends thoughts. He has plans for your life. Kids. The devil has plans for your life. He wants to take you out. And he don't play fair. And that's why he sends those wrong people in your path. And you need to get on your phone and say, delete. Delete contact. Now, just so I don't get swayed back into talking to them, block contact. I don't know if you can do that. Delete block. Okay. Miss Alex said you can. Delete block. And I'm not going to check on them two weeks later. How you doing? No, we're done. Because that's a wrong voice. And what you pay attention to, that's the direction your life will go. Amen. You know, media or the marketers, you know what they say, right? What they're saying today? Attention is our currency. Attention is our currency. It's important, parents, that you watch what you allow your kids to give their attention to, who they're hanging out with, what they're looking at on their phone. They're always in the living room with you on their phone. That's a lot of work, Pastor. It sure is. sure is, but it's your job to protect them. It's your job. One little click, and they can click, even if they're little. Well, they're they're too little. Mm, They can click on the wrong thing. Before you know it, they're seeing stuff they should have never saw. Not, e- not even on purpose, just accident. Praise the Lord. So there are wrong voices out there and wrong reports. Amen? We just have to be aware. But anything that is not God, I'm shutting it down. Any other voice, any other report, I shut it down. You have to shut it down. And I'm going to tell you one of the biggest things you're going to have to shut down is worry. You're going to have to shut down worry, shut down thoughts of defeat. They're wrong reports. They were designed to take you off course, to steal your faith, and get you out of what rightfully belongs to you, your divine inheritance. Amen? Who, whose report am I going to believe, Joel? I'm going to believe the report of the Lord. When I get into worry, it's because I'm not really believing what he said. When I get into fear and doubt, it's because I'm not really believing God's report. Amen. Praise God. Other voices will speak and worry is one of those. Let's look at 1 Corinthians 14:10. Praise the Lord. I'm believing the report of the Lord. I'm believing what God says about me. You got to say that. I'm not believing what my friends say about me. I'm not going that way. I'm not believing what my bank account says. My God's my supply. I'm not believing, you know, what what uh that, you know, my job is all that God has for me. No, he has a full supply for me. He's going to get me into bigger things because I'm faithful. I'm a tither. I love my God. He, I'm in covenant with him. I believe the report of the Lord. I believe his word. His word says he will supply all my needs. His word says he is my source. Amen. First Corinthians fourteen ten says, There are, it may be, so many kinds of voices in the world and none of them is without significance. There are many voices in the world. Many voices. When you go to social media, everyone is a coach. Everyone's an expert. Kids, teenagers, your friends, they tell you like they know. You know, they're 15. Like they know. Like they know about relationships. Like they even know who they are. Listen, if they don't have Jesus, they don't know who their true identity is. The world's telling them what to be. You ought not to be listening to any of them. You listen to your parents. You listen to what God's word says about you. Amen. Because God's word is your report. Praise the Lord. Those voices that, you know, you got to shut them down. Shut them down. Be careful of the voices that you allow into your ears and into your heart. 
even in your eyes. All these YouTube, what are they called? Vloggers? Bloggers? <laughs> I don't know. But I'm just like, mm. you better watch it. Well, you know, they're only, yeah, well, there's a spirit on some of them. There's a spirit on them if they don't know Jesus. There's a worldly spirit. They may not be a bad person. I'm not saying they're a bad person, but there's a spirit of the world on them. You got to be careful who you're listening to. Those voices, they're taking you other places. They're vying for your attention. They're sent by the enemy to be a distraction to us and to take us off the plan of God. But my attention staying on God's report. No other voices. Those voices will speak. They want us to give ear to them. But they come to get us into doubt and unbelief. They get us to question, you know, did God really say? Did God really say that there's only male and female? Did God really create Adam and Eve? You sure it wasn't Adam and Steve? I'm just saying. I mean, we have to talk about this because you know what? There are churches, ministers who are of that persuasion (laughs) nowadays. It's shocking and it's wrong. It's wrong and it's an evil report. It is not what God intended. Amen. And so we can't, you know, with that whole topic, homosexuality, we can't just act like it doesn't exist. It's out there and it wants your kids. It wants your kids. So when your kids' friends come over, they're not a Christian. Well, just look what you allowed in your house. Well, you know, my kids are going to minister to them. Mm, Okay, they are. They're 12. They're 15. Really? It's hard enough for an adult to be around that. I'm just saying. It's the truth. And don't think your kids are strong enough because you take them to church every Sunday. Because they're not. They need your direction. That's why you are in their life as a parent, is to offer them that direction. If I give heed to other voices, if I leave the word, if I leave God's report, I'm no longer leaning on him, but I'm depending on something other than God. Kids, if you're listening to other voices out there, you're giving your attention, your life starts to go that direction. You're putting your trust in something that you cannot stand on. There is no stability there. When you start listening to other voices, there's only one thing that's true, that you can stand on, that you can rely on. It's the report of the Lord. It's the word of God. It's your Bible. There's, that's it. That's the only voice in my life that has significance. And the voice of the Holy Spirit inside me. That's it. Doesn't matter what everyone says. I don't care if 100% of the world says it's okay. If the word says it's not okay, it's not okay. I don't care if all my family members say it's okay. I don't care if they're all doing it. If the word says it's not okay, then it's not okay. This is the report of the Lord. This is what I follow. It's the only voice I listen to. I said it's the only voice that I listen to that has significance in my life. I don't give any other voice out there significance. I don't give that doctor's report. I thank you, doctor, for that report. I understand that's what you say, but you know what? God's word is better. And whose report will I believe? I'm going to believe his report that says, I am healed by the stripes of Jesus. I'm going to believe his report that says, I have more than enough. God is my supply. I'm going to believe his report that all my kids are restored. I believe the report of the Lord. Come on. And I believe you have to believe about yourself that you were fearfully and wonderfully made, that you are God's precious child, that you are a child of covenant and that God has a plan for your life. And you have to say, God, you have a plan from the beginning of time. He created the Bible says he prearranged a path for you to take. It's right there. Just take it. Get off of the wrong path. Stop listening to the wrong voices and giving heed and significance to them. You know how you can tell you're giving the wrong voices um, significance? You talk about it. You talk about those wrong things. And you may talk about, like, I don't really like that, but you keep talking about it. And you get into worry when you do that. Amen? The world has nothing to offer me that is stable. 
The devil has nothing to offer me that I can stand on that is stable. It's like you standing on a teeter-totter. That's going to be your life if you follow the devil and you listen to his voices. You're never going to have a sure footing. The world has nothing to offer me. The flesh, my flesh has nothing to offer me that is stable. If I listen to my flesh and I do what feels good, well, you know, it feels good. I want to do it. Must be okay. It's not okay. Not if it's not in the word. Not if God says, keep yourself holy. You're the temple of the living God. Come on, whose voice are you listening to? Whose report are you listening to? Amen. God's word never changes. His word is stable. I can trust that if I listen to this voice, if I obey this voice, all will be well. All will be well. That everything will be okay. You listen to something else, you have no guarantee. Let me put it this way. You have no insurance. You're on your own. It's like driving a car with no insurance in L.A. traffic. Trying to make it through life. Don't get hit. Don't bump into anybody. Don't have a fender bender. Don't park in a lot. Don't be careful where you park. You're, you know, you come out, you see all those cars in L.A. and they all got dents in them. Praise the Lord. No other voice. No other report. No other feeling, no other thought can keep me. It should have no significance in my life. And cares and worry, they come. They're voices of unbelief. They move us off the report of the word. Anxiety will move us off the word. If we, are, if we live with thoughts of anxiety and worry, you know, Bless God, people, they don't know and they think, well, you know, it's okay to worry because I worry because I love them. I've heard people say that. I worry because I love them. Well, the Bible says not to worry. What is worry? It's 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 a voice. It's a voice. It's a voice of the enemy telling you it's not going to work out. It's a voice and it'll get you off of the report of the Lord. Amen. And they come if we don't shut them down. They come if we don't shut them down. But there are only two, vo- two reports, amen. Let's turn to um, Numbers chapter 13. There are only two reports. There's God's report about my life and about your life, or there's an evil report. I'm going to call it for what it is, evil. People say bad report. The Bible calls it, it's an evil report. Amen. Numbers chapter 13. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Aren't you glad we have answers for our life? Man, I I don't want to listen to any other voice. And they're out there. They're vying for my attention. They're vying for your attention. They want your kids. Mm -mm. Mm-mm. No more voices in here. You know, I've even had to turn things off on TV. Oh, oh, 10 minutes in, I'm like, oh, that had to happen. Click. Marcus and I look at each other. We're done. Too bad. Ain't watching that movie. All done with that. Oh, that show. Oh, that's so cool. Next thing you know, I'm like, we're done. Click. I'm not allowing those voices in my home. I value God's report. What God says more about those. And you can think, well, you know, I could watch it. It's not going to affect me. I can listen to it. It's not going to affect me. Oh, it will. Next thing you know, you're thinking thoughts. You're like, where'd I get that thought from? You were listening to the wrong voices. Praise God. Okay, what did I say? Numbers chapter 13. Um, Let's look at verse. Praise the Lord. Verse 30. So, you know, we know the story of the Israelites. um, God told them to go take the land. He said, this land is yours. He gave them a promise. Amen. He gave them the report. The land is yours. There's the report. And, but in, in, uh, in this chapter, he has them go and search out the land, send out spies. And so the spies come back. They had searched out the land. And in verse 30, Caleb stilled the people before Moses. He was one of the spies that went in and saw the land. And he said, let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome. So when Caleb came back, he had seen what everybody else saw. 
But he came back with, let's go up and possess it. But the men that went up with him, the other spies, in verse 31, they said, we be not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. And they brought up, what does that say? An evil report. It's evil. It's not just bad, it's evil. Anything against what the word says is not just bad, it's evil. You know what evil means? I don't have the definition, but I can tell you what I... It's straight from the devil. It's straight from the pit of hell. Yeah, it's totally contrary to the plan of God. It's evil. It's not just a bad report. We've got to call these things for what they are. It's an evil report. That means it's... When I think of evil, I think of, ooh, evil. You think of demonic devils. That's evil. If we, if we are listening to other things that are against the word, other voices, that's not just bad. That's evil. It's evil. And when they came up, the Bible says they brought up an evil report. What happened? They saw giants. They saw, they both, both parties saw the giants. But Caleb said, we can go in, we can take it. Caleb believed the report of the Lord. If you look back at verse, um, I think it's verse 1. The Lord um, told Moses, go, go send the men that they may search the land of Canaan, which I gave them. The Lord said, that land's yours. I gave it to you. Caleb believed the report of the Lord. But the other spies, they didn't. So they came back with an evil report. They chose to believe what they saw over what God said. Other voices, other reports... Um, can come as a result of what we see. You know, things will talk to you. Your body will talk to you. Your finances will talk to you. Those giants, they were talking to those men. What happened? They got in worry and fear. They're like, we can't go in there and take that. They're too big. There's giants there. But Caleb, he believed the report of the Lord. He said, we can go in. Let's take it. Let's take it. Any report that is not in line with God is an evil report. And the Bible says what happened is both parties saw and acknowledged the giants, but one party sided in with the promise of God, we can take it. The other one said, it's too big. We can't do it. And they took sides against what God had said. They took sides against the good report, against the word, against what God said. What happened? That whole congregation lifted up their voices. They cried and wept that night that they couldn't take it. And then they complained. And then you see them for years complaining. And they came up with their, old, their new plan. You know, they didn't believe God's report. They chose to believe the bad report. Now let's look at Hebrews 3 because we're looking at this evil report. Hebrews chapter 3, verse 15. So there we just saw where he said it's an evil report. Hebrews 3, verse 15, it's talking about the Israelites here and them coming out of Egypt. 3.15, amen, are you there? While it said, today if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts as in the provocation. 16, for some when they had heard did provoke, howbeit not all that came out of Egypt by Moses. But with whom was he grieved for 40 years? Who was God grieved with? The Amplified says he was irritated and provoked and grieved for 40 years. God. God was irritated. God was grieved. You know, not God loves us, but he, you think he's always happy with every decision we make? God can be grieved. He can be grieved. And the Bible says in verse 18, To whom did he swear that they should not enter into his rest? But to them that believed not. So we see they could not enter in because of unbelief. They could not enter in because of unbelief. You know, they came to a point where they finally agreed to go in, but it was too late. They said, no, 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 we'll go in. We'll go in. We'll take it. Go read it. It's in Deut Deuteronomy. We'll take the land. And God said, it's too late. It's too late. And the thing is about the Israelites, they had no regard for God's word. They had no regard for God's report. What they saw to them held more value. What they felt 
Because I'm sure there were feelings of fear when they saw those giants. What they felt held more value to them than God's report. They had no respect for God. And I can prove it because they complained the whole time. And then, let's go a step further. They made a golden calf when Moses went up to the mountain. Moses must be dead. He left us here. Let's make a calf. Everybody throw in your jewelry. They all took off their, all their gold jewelry. Can you imagine all of the things that they brought out of Egypt that God blessed them with? They threw in, melted it, and they made a golden calf and bowed down to the golden calf. They, they left God. They left God. They backslid. They took his word so lightly. They refused to enter that promised land. They were already in rebellion because they told the Lord, I'm not going in. They had no fear of the Lord. They took his report lightly. And unbelief, worry, choked out the word of God that he had given them. We should have such a high regard for God's word, his report, that nothing else matters. No friend matters over God's report. I said no friend. No friend's taking me to hell with them. No friend's taking me to hell. Because it, if, if that's the direction I'm going, I made that choice myself. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm going to heaven. I'm going to take as many as I can with me. Amen. Come on. Why? I'm listening to the report of the Lord. Amen. I am moving forward. I'm not going to get off God's plan. You're not going to get off God's plan. You're not going to get out of his will. Come on. His word, his report is all that we should have ears for. Everything else, I shut it down. Everything else, you're going to have to shut it down. Whose report are you going to believe? What voices are you listening to that you need to shut down? Praise the Lord. His word is it for, my, for me. I told Pastor Marcus, I'm living my best life. I don't care what anybody else does. That's how you got to be. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I mean, I'm just saying, you got to say it to yourself sometimes because you'll start thinking, oh man, this isn't happening. No, I'm living my best life. God said last year, I told this to the Lord the other day. God, you said last year was my best year yet. Well, I'm taking that into this year. This year is going to be my best year yet too. I'm just going to take every word from every year and take it into the next year with me. Because Lord, you said say it and see it. So this is my best year yet. I'm going to keep saying it and I'm going to see it. Come on, I'm telling you. And nobody, no voice has any significance compared to the word. And if it violates God's report, I shut it down. And the enemy, he'll lie to you too. He'll tell you things and that's what I did. I said, "Uh uh-uh, this is my best year yet. I'm taking last year's word and I'm bringing it into this year. Come on. That's the report of the Lord. Praise God. His report is the best report. Now, you realize all of them heard the same report, but they didn't have faith. Now, look at Hebrews chapter 4. You're already there. Verse, well, let's just start on verse 1. Let us therefore fear, lest a promise being left of us entering into his rest, any of you should seem to come short of it. You don't want to come short of what God has for you. Unbelief, worry will cause us to come short. For unto us, verse 2, was the gospel preached as well as unto them. Listen, the gospel was preached. They had the word of the Lord. But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. Worry, fear, doubt, unbelief. It's a result of not shutting down that bad report. They, keep on going, verse 4. For we which have believed do enter into rest. Those that did not believe, they didn't enter in. How many people out of that whole generation entered in? The first generation, two. Joshua and Caleb. And the Bible says Caleb followed God wholeheartedly. In other words, he was all in. River Church, we need to get all in. Man, I'm all in with God. I'm all into listening to his voice. I don't have time to listen to people that don't know nothing. My teenager friends, they don't know squat. Diddly squat. I love what Pastor Morgan said. I told Marcus this this morning. I said, I love what she said the other day. She said, you young ones, you can't even do your own taxes online. Don't even talk to me. Don't even act like you know everything. Remember what I told you earlier. Everyone, especially social media, everyone's an expert. Everyone's a prophet. Come on, everyone's a coach. No, they're 
not, you better look into their life and see where, where they're going and what they've been through before you follow somebody. Praise the Lord. Well, you know, my friend, they just, it's so rough for them. It's been so hard on them. And it's still, you know, it's getting harder. Are they serving God? They probably aren't serving God. That's why their, their life is rough. And you're going to keep going with them? What's wrong with you? Wake up. Come to your senses. Say, I love you, but I love the plan of God more than I love you. I said, I love the plan of God more than I can, can uh, you know, violate what God's word is telling me. Now, I'm going to pray for you. Lord, I'm going to pray. You know, I have friends I've had to pray for that aren't serving God anymore. That's normal. Teenagers. Adults. You may have friends that, man, they used to serve God. They don't serve God anymore. You're like, man, well, I'm just going to, you know, I didn't invite them over. Okay, well, just you be careful. You got to watch it. They're not serving God. And they come back and they all have a lot of evil things to say about God and that dumb husband of mine. And, you know, because they don't go to church anymore. So they don't have the voice of God speaking into their life anymore. Because, you know, they left the church because the church did them wrong. I'm just saying, like, these things happen. It's normal. It's normal. But are you allowing those voices to speak into your life? Because it's dangerous. It it's the wrong report. Yeah. Amen. So we have to shut out anything that is, that is not the right report. Right. And where does it enter? Right here into your thought life. Right. That's where the devil tells you you're something that you're not. That's where the devil tells you do something that you know you shouldn't. Yeah. Right. That's where the devil tells you. Where does it happen? Right here you get one little thought. It'll be okay. Mom won't find out. Well, if they got the Holy Ghost, they will. The Holy Ghost always tells. Always. Parents, always. You can say, Holy Ghost tells me all the time. He tells you. He'll show you. Amen. So we're shutting down the bad report. How do we do that? We have to answer it. They did not mix faith. They all heard the same report, but only two entered in. The ones that were wholeheartedly following God. Why? They mixed faith with what they heard. The rest of the congregation, they got into worry and fear and doubt. The Bible says it was unbelief they couldn't enter in. Can you imagine if you, God said, I had this for you. And you said, I can't believe. And then you miss out. Yeah. It was unbelief that kept them out. And they couldn't go in. And that worry, that fear, those are voices. You can't do that. What's going to happen? Well, what if you do this? And what if you do? And then everyone's going to like, you know, if you, if you start doing the right thing, everyone's going to make fun of you. If everyone, you know, look, God has a reward for you. I said, God has a reward for those who do the right thing. I've seen it. I've been alive for 40 something years. And I can tell you the reward on people's life when they follow God, it's amazing. You look at people that follow God. Where's my hanky? If I just had a hanky, I need my own hanky. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, you follow God, you'll see the blessing on people who follow God. And the ones that are living a hard life, guess what? It's because they're not following God. They're not all out. There. I go to church sometimes when I feel like it. Oh, okay, so you're moved by your feelings. But, you know, I, I need, I'm just feeling low. I got to go to church. You know, once a month. The reason you're low because you're listening to the wrong voices. You're not putting, you know, you're not getting in the word, sitting under the word. Praise the Lord. And then you're always, well, I don't know why I'm always worried. Because you're listening to the wrong voices. I don't, I'm always so anxious. I have anxiety. That is not of God. When people say, I have anxiety, you need to listen to the word. And then you got to answer that anxiety back. Now, I'm not, I'm not diminishing that because people can have that. But you know what? You can be delivered from anxiety. Praise God. You just have to answer it back and say, that's not mine. I'm not taking that, that worry. Let's look at 1 Peter 5, 7. We answer every evil report, every thought that is against the word. That generation that gave their attention to the evil report, it cost them and they could not enter. And unbelief dictated their outcome. Don't allow other voices to dictate your life and how it's going to look. You decide, I choose life. God's way is the most important. And guess what? He loves you so much. Well, pastor, I've made too many mistakes. It doesn't matter. 
you can, if you'll repent and say, God, forgive me. I mean, repent. It doesn't just say, oh, God, forgive me. It's done. True repentance is, it's like a sorrowful. I messed up. I done messed up. <laughs> Lord, I messed up. And I, it, I'm grieved inside. Please forgive me. And then it's like, you turn away. True repentance turns away from that. Turns away from those voices. Amen. First Peter 5, 7 and the Amplified. So, so they all heard the report, but they weren't able to enter in because of unbelief. How do we get rid of unbelief, that evil report, the cares, the worry, the fear? We, we answer it. And one of those voices is cares. And 1 Peter 5, 7 says, cast the whole of your care, all your anxieties. This is the Amplified. All your worries, all your concerns, once and for all on him. You don't have to worry about your life. You don't have to worry about where you're going to live, what school you're going to go to when you graduate, who am I going to marry, uh, what kind of car will I get, will I find the right house. That's worry. worry. How do you know if you're worrying? You're thinking about it. How do you know if you're worrying? You're thinking about it. The Bible says right here, cast the whole of your care. All of your cares. That means all of it, not just a little part. Cast all of that care over on him. Why? He cares for you. He cares for you. He cares for your family. He cares for your health, for your wealth. And you can say, he's taking care of me. So when I, when worry tries to come, because it'll try to come to everybody. Don't, you know, you live in this world. So there's always going to be worry that tries to come. It could come daily. It could come hourly. I don't know. It depends on what you're going through in life. You know, Kenneth Hay used to say, you know, it's like the birds of the air. They can fly around your head, but don't let them make a nest. That's how worry is. It'll fly up here. Uh Uh-uh, I'm not taking that. I'm not letting it sit. I'm not taking that thought and letting it sit in my thought life. You take one thought of worry. It's like the, the turtle doves, you know, they come and they'll, one will come. We have these pillars and they'll sit on one pillar. You take one thought. Next thing you know, it comes and it brings another one. Next thing you know, they get together and they have babies. That's what worry does. Here comes one thought. You're like, well, it's just one thought. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do. You're laying in bed at night. I don't know how it's going to work out. And then next thing you know, here comes another thought about a totally different topic. That's one thing I've told Pastor Marcus over the years. Man, you take one thought, it's like, here comes another. The next you know, they have babies. You got like three other little ones. And now you're, you're worrying about your kids. You're worrying about your body. You're worrying about the, the job. You're worrying about your, your uh, boss. I mean, you start worrying about all kinds of stuff. You're like, where did that come from? Because you let the one little birdie in. You let the one little thought in. But the Bible says, cast all of your cares once and for all. That means you take that and say, Lord, this is not my thought anymore. I am not going to care about this anymore. I'm going to give this care to you. I'm going to give this care of my child to you, of my body to you. I'm not going to worry anymore. What am I doing? I'm mixing faith. I'm mixing faith with God's report. Because his report says, cast all your cares. His report says, my body's healed. His report says, he meets all my needs. So, Lord, I'm taking this care about my finances, or how am I going to get into this house, whatever care or worry that's come to you, I'm taking this care, and I'm casting it, and I'm giving it to you. You know, when you cast, you know, when I, I, not a, I don't know if I've ever fished, I'm trying to think, but I've seen it on TV. They take the fishing pole, and they cast it. Where does it go? It's casted way over there. The line goes way over there, right? They're taking it and they're casting it. That's what you have to do with thoughts of worry and fear when they come. You take it and it's like, I'm casting it over on you, Lord. It's yours, Lord. And I'm not taking it back once and for all. I'm not going to pick it up every day. Now, I need three volunteers here. Jordan, I see you. Come on up, Jordan. You want to help me? Come on and help me. Uh, Seth, you want to come help me? Okay, I want you three to stand right here. Matter of fact, each of you pick a... No, stand right here on the green here.
stand right here, Joel. Do you, Joel? You play baseball? Okay. Well, let's pretend like you play baseball or tennis. Anyway. Okay. So these are cares, right? So you know, you have the care about your family. You know that one comes a lot, right? And then you have the care about your finances, right? And then you know you have another care about your own body, right? And Joel, I'm not saying you're the devil. I'm just going to pretend today. Okay? So I want you to stand right here. And I want you to throw these to each one. Stand right here. And you're going to throw one to each of them. Okay? So family. So, he, so, so these guys right here, they've casted their cares over on the Lord. They're like, Lord, I cast it over on you. It's not mine anymore. You know what you're going to do? Okay. Throw it. So here's your family, right? The devil comes and he tries to get you to take that care again. So throw it right at him. That's right. Throw that one at Jordan. Jordan. That's, not mine. That's not mine. That's right. Finances. Throw it at Seth. That's not mine. <laughs> Seth, run, Seth. <laughs> that's right. And that's what you say. Thank you, Joel. You are awesome. Thank you, guys. Can you pick up those balls for me? That's what you say when the enemy tries to get you to take that care back. That's not mine. That's not mine. Not mine. I'm not taking it. Yeah, and you could be like Seth. I'm not mine. I'm leaving. I'm out of here. I'm out of here, Jack. That's not mine. And that's what you have to say out loud with your mouth. That's how you activate the faith that God has put it. Because you have faith in your heart to rebuke those things. You have faith in your heart to walk this life out free from worry, free from listening to other voices. That's not mine. I don't care. That's not mine. I gave it to God already. Because the enemy will try and give it back to you. But you guys say, uh-uh, once and for all. I already gave it to God. That's not mine. You could be putting on your makeup. That's not my thought. That's not mine. You could be driving in your car. That's not mine. I'm not taking that thought back. I'm not, I casted those cares over on the Lord. You could be at work at your computer. And all of a sudden, here comes a thought. That's not mine. I'm not taking that care. That's not mine. You've got to say it with your mouth. You're mixing faith. When you are, when you are act, when you are, uh, when you speak, you're activating your faith and it goes to work. It's not mine. It's not mine. River Church, rise up and start using your mouth. That's not mine. That's not my thought. That's not my care. I already gave it to the Lord. It's not mine. I no longer have it. I no longer have it. It's not in my hands anymore. Uh, God, I already put it in yours. God, you're taking care of that. And you just walk away. You turn your back. But the devil comes with the wrong report. You don't have enough money to do that. That's not my thought. I have more than enough. And you turn your back on the devil. You turn your back on those thoughts. You, but you got to answer them. Because if you don't, then they start to come on the top of your head. They build a little nest. You have one, two, and they have babies. And you have more. When you let one worried thought in, whoo, and another one comes with it. Now you're like, you're laying in bed. I'm like, man, where all this worry? And then now you've got to deal with all of them. That's right. But you've got to catch those thoughts and say, it's not mine. Why? They're wrong voices. It's an evil. Listen to me. It's an evil report that tells you you don't have enough. That's an evil report. That's straight from the pit of hell. Don't just think it's a thought. It's straight from the pit of hell. That's the enemy. You're never going to get healed. That's an evil report. Straight from the pit of hell. You don't know. You don't know where your life is going. Evil report. I rebuke that. I know exactly what I'm doing. I hear the voice of my shepherd, a stranger I will not follow. I follow the voice of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit leads me and guides me into all truth. I follow truth. I follow the word of God for my life. I don't listen to any other voice but the word of God and what the word says. That's the only voice that has significance in my life. Don't you listen to other voices. And those voices come. That's not mine. It's not me. Voices tell you something else. That's not me. That's not who I am. I'm a child of God. I'm a child of covenant. I know who I am in Christ. I'm the healed. I'm delivered. I'm set free. My marriage is, is good. You got to speak over your kids. My kids, I thank you, Father. They're obedient. They're, their will is submitted to God. They're going to follow the plan of God for their lives. Talk that way about your marriage, about your kids, about your church. Talk what is his report. 
What does his report say? Amen. Last verse, then we're going to close. Hebrews 10. You can just turn right over. A couple of pages. Hebrews 10, 35. Pastor read this on Wednesday. And it came to me again this morning. Hebrews 10, 35. It says this. Cast not away your confidence, which has great recompense of reward. Come on, don't, you can cast those cares away, but you still got to stay in faith and confidence. You know, when, when that devil comes and says, that's, I go, that's not my thought. I already gave it to the Lord. And then I say, power of God's working. Power of God's working in that situation. I put that power of God to work. If I don't say the power of God's working in that situation, it's not going to go over there. So I, I put the power of God to work on everything. It's like, turn on the, I'm like, got all these pots on the stove. Power of God's working here. Power of God's working in my kids. Power of God's working in my family. Power of God's working for the church building. Power of God's working. I'm just turning on all the burners. Power of God's working. Power God's working. Don't cast away your confidence. You stay in faith. You cast those cares, but you still stay in faith. Amen. Because there's a reward, it says. For you have need of patience. Come on. That after you've done the will of God. What's the will of God? Casting your cares and staying in faith. What's the will of God? Believing the report of the Lord. Yeah, but you know, nothing's changed. It doesn't matter if nothing's changed. I believe the report of the Lord because I'm a faith person. Amen. That you might receive the promise for yet a little while. And he that shall come will come and will not tarry. Listen to this. Now the just shall live by faith. Say, I'm the just and I live by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure. But we are not of those who draw back, but of those that believe. What are we believing? The report of the Lord. I believe the report of the Lord. That's the only voice that has significance in my life. His report is what I believe. His report never changes. His word about me never changes. His word about my family never changes. His word about my finances never changes. I always have a full supply. I always have more than enough to do what God told me to do. I, what do I do? I say it with my mouth and I make movement. The other day I told Pastor Marcus, well, let's just go as far as we can with what we have. Just go as far as I can with what I have. And God will make up the difference. Amen. He always does. He does. And he, but your faith is twofold. It's in your mouth. And then you start making movement. Yeah. I said you start making movement. But don't take the care about it. No, nope, it's not mine. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Aren't you glad we serve a good God? And guess what? He cares for me. I'm a believer. I believe a good report. Amen. I believe the good report. I choose to believe the report of the Lord. Say, I choose, I choose to believe, believe the report of the, Lord. the report of the Lord. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. He's good and he cares for us. Cares for you. Cares for your family. He cares more. Do you know God cares more than you care? You think you, you, you know, man, I really love him. God loves him more than you love him. Right. He created him. Right. He, he loves him more than you do. Praise God. He's going to take care of it. I can rejoice. Hallelujah, God, you're taking. I do that sometimes. I'll be upstairs in my room. Hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. You're taking care of it. Your power is going to work. I don't even have to think about it. Your power is going to work. It's working. And I rejoice. Do I see a change? No. Well, I don't have to see it. I just have to believe his report. I don't have to see anything. I'm the just, and I live by faith. The faith life is the best life. The faith life is the best life.